Hey, what's up everybody and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon and with me as always is Caleb and we are continuing on with our summer themed month. We are going to be talking about um, now and then, but before we get to all that, we're going to do like we always do and Caleb, what have you been watching? Uh, yeah, so just kind of having Family Guy on in the background. Um Shoot, my wife is watching a couple different shows, and I've caught an episode here or there, and I'm drawing a blank on what she was watching. Mm-hmm. But uh, we did get around to getting to watch the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, so that was that was a good one. Um, not a huge superhero movie fan at the moment, but Guardians, the Guardians movies have been pretty good. So, um, good, definitely a long one. Um, all three of them are, are, are good and above quite a few of the other Marvel movies, but I don't know. I, it's been a while since I've seen the other ones, but it might, it could be my least favorite just because I think the other ones are so much better, but uh, not like trying to be a downer about it, but yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. It could be the, you know, the law of diminishing returns. Yeah, right. Like by the third one, usually a, a third one in a series, it starts getting played out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how about you? Uh, I started watching Trailer Park Boys again, like from the beginning. Um, man, that show always just cracks me up because it's so ridiculous and so dumb, but it's funny. Uh, then there's like shows that just been continuing on with and like catching up. Uh, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. We started watching that again. We're like on the latest season. that, So we got to wait like every week for a new episode to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the Wonder Years, the newest one. Um, I've been catching up with that. Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've been watching the latest season of that. Um, the last one was kind of funny because the whole gang went back to it was called risky rats pizza which was like it's supposed to be like chuck e cheese <laughs> and they're like really disappointed like how things have changed since they went there when they were kids and like if you got in too much trouble they put you in jail or something like that like inside the place and they were mad because that didn't exist anymore and how everything's like too pc and all that it was, it was pretty funny mm-hmm uh, I've been also watching Cold Case Files on Netflix. I watched one more episode of that. Uh, and then a Stone Cold show that I always talk about. Um, this time he did a, like drag racing. He did Las Vegas bus tours where he's given like history and everything. That was kind of funny. And then another part that I, I was I had this on while I was working, so I wasn't paying super close attention to it, but he was, I don't know, it was like testing survival skills out in the wilderness or something like that, and he was like out in the woods during a blizzard. It was kind of interesting. But I think that was the last episode for the season, and I've noticed that every single episode has some driving some kind of vehicle, like car, and like racing. I'm like, you guys got to switch it up a little bit. Like, the show was the funniest when he was doing, like, flair bartending and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because most people who know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is knows that he, like, loves to drive uh, cars and, like, side-by-sides and ATVs and stuff like that. 
So it's like it's funnier when he's out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah, where it's just kind of like, okay, this is getting kind of played out at times. Mm. Uh, and then the last thing I remember watching was the latest WWE Most Wanted Treasures. And this time they did it with like um like the they call it the Samoan dynasty. So there's the Anawai family who's they always joke to say like the Samo the rest the wrestling Samoans are all related somehow. Okay. Yeah, so they're all like distant cousins and everything. So it was like from the Anawai family. So they had like Rikishi go out with Mick Foley and find something that was his when he wrestled, find something that was Yokozuna's. And then like um Lita went out and she found like the shirt that the rock wore on TV one time because the rocks part of that family too. So it was kind of interesting and just learning more about that family and all the guys that were in it that have wrestled. That was pretty much it for me, but uh, there's one more thing I did watch and that is now and then Um, this is a movie that I watched as a kid. Couldn't remember what the name of it was until after I got married to my wife, and it was one of her favorite movies. But this movie came out in 1995. Uh, has it held up? Because it was kind of a big movie for kids in our age group, especially women. Um, are there things that maybe didn't age well as others? Uh, let's just talk about it. Oh, my sweetness means you meet me. Now and Then is from 1995 and is directed by Leslie Linka Glatter. Uh, the plot for this is four 12 year old girls grow up together during an eventful small town summer in 1970. Uh, the cast we have Christina Ricci and Rosie O'Donnell as Roberta, Thora Birch and Melanie Griffith as Teenie, Gabby Hoffman and Demi Moore as Samantha. Ashley Aston Moore and Rita Wilson as Chrissy. Devin Sawa as Scott Warmer. Walter Sparrow as Crazy Pete. Cloris Leachman as Grandma Albertson. Lolita Davidovich as Mrs. Albertson. Janine Garofalo as Willadine and Rumor Willis in her first role as Angela Albertson. Um, I thought that plot was pretty succinct. Yeah, it probably one of the best ones we've had in a long time. <laughs> Actually, I kind of felt that um maybe this movie would have been the best one to start the month off because it's kind of like a crossover movie. Yeah, because it's kind of like a chick flick. Yeah, like a chick flick and a summer movie rolled into one. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, because I think most women our age have probably seen this movie. A lot of them, at least. Yeah. I remember watching this as a kid. I've seen it uh quite a few times. I'm not sure how many times I watched it as a kid, but I know that I did. Okay, and I never knew what the name of it was. And then, um, I've watched this a few times with my wife because it's one of her favorite movies. 
but I think the first time I watched it with her, I'm like, oh, that's what this movie is. Because because she's like, oh, let's watch this movie. And I'm like, okay. And I I put the, the DVD in and looked at the box that she had for it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen this. And I just never knew what the name of it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, was this the first time watch for you? Yes, it was. I mean, I've I've not watched any part of this movie before, but I have, you know, I mean, I've seen seen it changing channels on TV. I've seen scenes from it and things like that. So totally familiar with it, but never watched Rock. it before. Um, yeah. You wanna just dive right into the whole deal here and do what's good. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. man, I don't know where to start. There were a lot of good things with this. I've got some things down as great, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. Yeah, it's it's kind of a tough movie to really break down because I feel like it's one of the movies kind of like, um, you know, we've talked about this before. I, I can't remember what movie it was we were talking about it with, but one that always pops up to me that has a kind of a same feel is um dazed and confused where it doesn't really have a strong plot to it mm-hmm. but it's more of like here's a chunk of time in this this group of people's lives and we're going to take you from scene to scene <laughs> yeah I, I would say that and um some of this kind of reminds me of the Wonder Years too, the TV show. Okay, it's got some similarities that around the same time frame of it, especially with the later seasons of the Wonder Years. Um, Stand by Me is another one that's kind of like this. Oh yeah, totally. I I had that down that it totally gave off Stand by Me vibes, and it's kind of like the girl version of Stand yeah. by Me. Not not exactly, but I mean like. I don't know if there are, are two other move uh other movies that would relate quite as well. I'm not as versed as some people in movies, but like if you said, Hey, what's a movie just like Stand by Me, I would pick this this one. And then if you had asked me like what's a movie that's just like now and then, I'd say Stand by Me. Yeah. So. I kinda got that feeling, not this past time watching it, but my wife and I watched it outside on a projector. I think it was last year, maybe two years ago. And after we watched it, I was just like, I just realized this movie's kind of like the girl version of Stand By Me. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot more going on, but yeah, it's a lot of similarities. So yeah, where I feel like Stand By Me is a little more focused because it's you know basically a group of boys going to look at a dead body. <laughs> yeah, but uh, um, they... oh, go ahead. Oh no, say what you're gonna say. Uh, well, gonna I. Keep catching myself because I'm about to like jump into things that I feel like were great, but it was so. I mean, as far as kind of those, there's a lot of movies that are those, you know, hey, remember that summer when we were kids kind of thing, yeah. Um, and like this the same lot, yeah, yeah, that that actually kind of popped in my mind a little bit too. Um, but this one, even though there's not that super strong plot, like I feel like the overarching thing was <clears throat> their whole quest for trying to find out what happened to Johnny. Yeah. Um, but honestly, at that whole point too, it's not like it was 
super important. I don't know. There was not a huge climax really with it. It was just character growth, you know. Um, but they did a pretty good job of putting in enough content to keep it moving along and keeping it entertaining. Because they yeah. had, I'm trying to think, you know, I mean, they had the dynamics with them and the other neighborhood boys. They went to the other town to the library. They went to the cemetery at night. They played the softball game, like just kind of countless of stuff that would actually be memorable moments from your summer. So. Yeah, it's got a lot of, a lot of things happening in it that like you said maybe it doesn't it doesn't really have that strong plot but it definitely has enough to keep things interesting and the continuity and things like that i feel like work pretty well that's what i would kind of put in a good uh other things that i thought were good is um kind of like this little side story with samantha's mom and how she has that boyfriend come for dinner and it's hank azaria yeah his name's Bud, and he's just trying to like, oh, I'm here to be your friend. He had a thing, and Samantha just kind of sees through it like this guy's an idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, he might be a good guy, but he's just coming off kind of strong, kind of thing. Yeah, I thought that whole scene with him was pretty good. And then another thing with Sam was, um, I love that Cloris Leachman is her grandma because mm-hmm. that lady's she cracks me up. Like everything she was ever really in, just she's always so funny. Yeah, she had a very small role, but she did a good job. Actually, um, <laughs> uh, to bring up one of our favorite movies, The Room, um, <laughs> I thought it was quite hilarious how basically the main scene with her was when the girls went over there to ask about what happened to Johnny and his mom. And so they made plans <laughs> to go see her grandma. And they were there for not even five minutes. And she's like, oh, my goodness, I have to go. I have to go. And it's just like. What's as soon ter- as you said the room and I do exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> it's like, oh, I just showed up because I had literally three minutes on my day that I could spend with you. And now I have to go. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, she had to rush off to bingo. Yeah. Well, it's it's a little bit funny, too, because of the the relation, because it was. um. Oh, I can't remember her name. Oh, wow. Lisa. Lisa's mom was the one who was always like showing up and then she's like, oh, I have to go. Yeah. It's like you were literally here for like five minutes. You're telling me like you drove across town to just hang out for five minutes. And that's basically kind of what her the grandma did in this movie. Yeah, basically. And then she shows up at their house earlier. Yeah. And then the, the mom's like, just, just hide. Hide under the table. She's pounding at the door. Let me in. <laughs> that cracks me up. Uh, I guess it's, it sounds like we're going to have probably more things that are great. So let's just move right into the great part. Um, the first thing I had that was great is the cast of the young girls. Every single one of them did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I ha- probably the best um, pairing, I would say as far as like the adult with the child actor was probably uh, Demi Moore and Gabby Hoffman. Yeah. They look pretty similar. Mm -hmm. And I I thought that Thora Birch and Melanie Griffith was a pretty good casting. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, like once once you're kind of sent, probably the one that was the most of the stretch. But at the same time, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, you're going to change quite a bit from when you're that age and when you're older was uh, Christina Ritchie and um, Rosie <laughs> O'Donnell. Yeah. But I, I mean, you uh, could kind of see the, the personalities were definitely there. Yeah, I can see that. It's just, yeah. I, my my wife, like I said, it's one of her favorite movies. And when we started watching it this past time, like pretty much as soon as it started, it, Rosie O'Donnell popped up. And my wife's like, she's like, I always thought about this, but man, they really did um, Roberta Dirty casting Rosie O'Donnell as her grown up version. <laughs> Yeah, and she's like, I feel like the other ones they casted pretty well, but like Rosie O'Donnell playing a grown-up Christina Ricci, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just laughed. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how I felt too. Oof. Then I was trying to think like who else would they would cast it as her, and like I couldn't really think of anybody from that that period. I was like, yeah. I could have seen them having Demi Moore as the grown-up version of her too, but like. The grown-up version of Samantha, I feel like those two just fit so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, the so I don't know if this would be uh, I, that's definitely the the easy first hit for what was great was just the casting. Um, like we said, almost everyone was a really really good match, but the kid actors did a really good job. Um, because I mean, let's face it, that's that's not always an easy thing to do. Um, but a question that I have then is, was the music good or great? Did you feel the soundtrack? I had the soundtrack is good, but it's kind of a double edged sword. Okay, I thought all the song choices were really good. Um, and it doesn't have because this movie takes place in 1970 and it doesn't have your stereotypical songs that they would pick for that, but they do have like, you know, some of the bigger hits, some of the ones you maybe not think of mm-hmm. um, right off the bat. So I felt like it evened out pretty good, but at the same time, there is a lot of songs in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I counted. There's 21. Dang. 21 songs in the soundtrack. Oh. And sometimes it feels like a long music video. Yeah, I was thinking from song to song to song. There were so many songs at one point. I was just like, man, I wonder if this has more songs than uh, Rocky movie has montages. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, I wonder what has more songs, this or Forrest Gump. <sighs> yeah. It's Forrest Gump's got quite a bit, but and this one's not as long as Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have, t- at least it doesn't have tons of montages in it with the songs, and it'd be a, more like rad. <laughs> where it's just a long music video but i I had that down as what's great because i liked all the songs that they had Mm -hmm. um another thing i had that was great was we already talked about the the acting of the girls but i thought they had really good chemistry too yeah it seemed like it and then like while looking into this movie i found out that christina ricci and gabby hoffman are actually like best friends in real life oh really yeah so, I mean, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Um, and, I mean, the the adult cast, they did a pretty good job, too, even though they're used really sparingly. Mm-hmm. They're 
you don't really have very many scenes with them. And I, I got that more when we talk about things that maybe weren't handled as well. But Well, I didn't. Yeah. When the movie started, I wasn't sure how much back and forth there was going to be or if it was going to basically be like, oh, we're going to do a flashback and then we'll eventually return to the adults at the end. Right. So uh, and apparently that's the route that they went. It was good. I mean, I'm sure that we'll talk about more. I definitely wouldn't put it as something that was great, but um, they were very successful with how they put it together, in my opinion. They kind of, they did have a lot of things going on, and it was kind of interesting because I might be venturing off a little bit of what was great though, but just the aspect of, I don't, the climax, was there a climax? Like, um, I think, I mean, kind maybe of the, when Samantha almost drowns, I think it was kind of like the climax. Yeah. But then there was also that big moment that she had with uh crazy Pete. Yeah. Um, that was closer to the end. And so it's just like, okay, was her almost dying the climax? Was uh the interaction with Crazy Pete the climax? And like they were good, strong moments, but there wasn't that clear like pinnacle of everything uh what everything was leading to, um, which was kind of interest interesting because like I said, there were so many different interactions they had, and I mean I I wasn't sure if a, one of the biggest factors was going to be Samantha's parents and the separation and the divorce. Were they going to make that the big part? And then um, also, of course, the life and death scenarios are really huge. And so there was Samantha almost drowning, but then also Roberta pretended to drown. And so it's just like all this stuff where it's just like, what is. Yeah. And the whole recurring thing with where they talked about Roberta's mom dying. Yes. Too. That was kind yes. of a big deal there for a while. Yeah. And that that one was probably the most um mm, kind of caused the most friction, I guess. Like it seemed very uh, unusual kind of when they did it. Like it it fit, but also it would happen in moments where there were other big things going on. So it's just kind of like, okay, what what are yeah. we supposed to focus on right here? Like are yeah. we supposed to focus on her her mom or are we supposed to focus on what you're already telling us? So Yeah, I get what you're saying. But when she has that freak out in the the attic of um Samantha's grandma's house. Mm-hmm. That kind of comes out of nowhere, but I felt like the part was at least acted well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, a that was a really good job. The, I think the last great thing I had, and it's kind of funny because he's not there for very long, is the whole scene with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> yeah, I I thought he did a really good job, but it's like it comes back to as Brendan Fraser's always been a good actor, and I feel like he gets overlooked. Yeah, and he had thought... such a small role in this. I mean, he's he's in the movie for what five minutes, maybe something like that. If that he's just kind of like a drifter. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was really funny because you see him and they start interacting with him before you can tell who it is. Yeah, and so I was kind of like, man, who is that? Like, is it going to be somebody I know? And then I was just like, oh no way. <laughs> yeah, and I like how he's just gonna. 
I don't know, he just kind of like talks down to their level and he's friendly with them. And like, okay, they're talking to this random Vietnam veteran that's just walking down the street. Like, where are your parents? Girls, yeah, right? Well, where are 1970. Yeah, I know. And I don't know, things could have went real horribly wrong with that, but they have like a, uh, they have kind of like a nice conversation with him and he just kind of like, it's funny because the whole conversation kind of ends with, um, he's like, I wish somebody would have told me when I was your age, but your parents aren't always right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And it's just kind of him and um, Samantha kind of have like a moment. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. they kind of like understand each other a little bit or something. But I also like the kind of throwaway stuff with him too, where uh, they're talking about stuff and he just like points at the radio. He's like, that's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> I totally was getting prepared for him to pop back up. Like when Samantha was drowning and got saved, I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Um, But then, of course, it wound up being Crazy Pete. Um, the one thing I will say about the Brendan Fraser scene is that I think the it wasn't bad. It was a good scene. But the part for me that I was just kind of like, eh, you know, I mean, it, it's it's weird. I'm being a little nitpicky on it, but I felt like they were maybe forcing a little bit too much was like these four young girls and they're like all up in this guy's business. Yeah. Like that when they went and stopped with him, they were like sitting right up close next to him and yeah. it's like i okay i can understand like sitting down to talk to a stranger especially back in that time but like getting up that close i, I, don't, I don't know just it, it felt weird if it that part to me did not feel natural and like it would have really happened them sitting down and talking to him yes but them being like oh, hey, we're going to huddle really close, you know, sit next to each other on the side of this truck or tractor or whatever it yeah. was. I was kind of like, that That was a little peculiar to me. Yeah, a little bit. Like I said, that they could have gone sideways really quick. Yeah. Uh, and then he gives them cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, too. I mean, it's 1970, but still. Uh, and they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll take one. <laughs> And of course, you got Chrissy, who's the like stuck up goody goody one, who's like said that they'll basically like kill you and everything. <laughs> and then she calls him a hippie. They'll stunt your growth. Yeah, so they'll stunt your growth. Um. So, um, I guess we, I guess the Brendan Fraser thing is one of my favorite scenes. So let's get into, um, that area there. Uh yeah, I had the part where he says the parents aren't always right. I thought that was kind of kind of interesting. Um, and we, you know, we kind of talked about the the crazy Pete thing too. That when she almost drowns, because she has like a moment with Teeny, and you know, Teeny like breaks her necklace and gives her like part of it as a bracelet. Mm-hmm. So they have like a special bond with each other and everything. And while they're riding through town, like her bracelet comes off and it goes into the the storm drain and she goes down to get it. And then like the rain comes in like super heavy yeah. and that she can't get out of there. Like that's kind of intense because 
you know, there's really nothing that Teeny can do. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, Crazy Pete comes out of nowhere and and saves her, and then they kind of you know find out that maybe he's not as creepy as they thought. Like he's like, "Why are you afraid of me?" And she's like, "Well, it's kind of weird that you only come out at night." And he's like, "I, he's like, I really don't want to see people too much, and I feel like they don't want to see me." Mm-hmm. So he becomes more of a sympathetic character, and then we later find out that he's the dad of Dear Johnny. The kid that died that they're trying to find more out about. Dude, as soon as they read the article and everything and they said, like, the father Peter or something like that, it's just, I mean, come on. Right. You knew it was him. Everybody should have connected the dots there. Yeah, you just wait for the girls to find out that it's him. Stupid Um, kids. But I thought that whole scene was was pretty good, done pretty well. Um, That was one of the things I remembered from the first time I watched it as a kid. there's only a few things I remember from watching it as a kid. It was it was that part. I remember um, that Christina Ricci was in it <laughs> because I used to watch a fair amount of Christina Ricci stuff when I was a kid, like The Adams Family and um, Casper. I used to watch that a lot. Mm-hmm. And these are all around the same time, which is funny because Devin Sawa's in this, and he was also in Casper. <laughs> nice. And he was also in Little Giants. Which was the movie I watched a lot as a kid. Um, uh, and with the music too, there's so many things that so many times a song will pop up and I'm like, oh yeah, it's a good song. Uh, one of them that always stands out to me when I watch this is when they ri- they're riding their bikes to the next town to look in the newspaper archives. Mm-hmm. And um, No Matter What by Badfinger comes on on their radio and i'm like oh yeah man that's a good song and then like i never know who it is and i always have to look it up so i try to remember this time (laughs) nice but uh and that leads up to when they stop and get like a pop and they're all talking to each other and um they're making fun of roberta because in an earlier scene at the beginning of the movie she's taping her boobs down Mm -hmm. because they explain like a little bit about each girl where they're like roberta her mom passed away when she was really young and now she lives in a house with her dad and like three brothers and like you know she's the tomboy yeah by default because of that and they're like oh so how big are your boobs now anyway she's like shut up and um teeny says something about it's like well boys like them when they're big like look at mine today and they talk about how she stuffs her bras and and then She's like, oh, yeah. She's like, I filled these balloons with pudding. <laughs> and she's like, Jello's too jiggly. Pudding's got the right consistency. And it, the whole back and forth, everything is funny because Chrissy's like, what flavor is it? And they all just kind of like look at her and laugh. And she's like, vanilla? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Uh, and then shortly after that is when the bird poops in Chrissy's hair. And that's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Uh, that's around the same time too, uh, when they stole the boys' clothes. Yeah, and I was kind of like, I was like, do they allow that anymore? <laughs> I know that's what I said to my wife when we watched it last year out outside. I'm like, this hasn't really aged well. Like, if you think about it, it's a bunch of underage boys running around naked, and you can see their butts and everything. 
Yeah. Like it, it's not, it's not like a little kid who took off his diaper and ran through the living room. It's like, yeah, these are like 10, 12 year old boys. Yeah. And so I was just like, eh, okay. The know. only other movie I can think of that does that kind of stuff is the slasher movie called Clown House. And if you read anything about that, you'll know why that's really weird. Because the director is Victor Selva. Okay. And Victor Selva was a pedophile. That is... So it makes it really even more awkward. Bad news bears. Yeah. So... (laughs) and, And I can't see anything about... Anybody mentioning anything about that scene. But I just... I mean, it's funny, and you think it's kind of done more in an innocent way. Oh, yeah. And it's played up for comedy, so it doesn't feel creepy. It's just one of those things that stands out now where it's like, would they let them do this now? Yeah, no, that that's exactly where I went to, where I was just kind of like, well, the the part that really kind of sets it off, too, not to make this a bigger conversation that it really needs to be, but it's just like when they were horsing around in the water. Um, And part part of the reason why that stood out two reasons was one i don't know how how in depth you need to get on it but it's just like never have i ever had a personal ha- uh, experience hanging out with my guy friends at any age where we would go swimming and we did it without any clothing yeah so it was a little unusual <laughs> yeah and two if you think about it they're all brothers yeah they're all, they're all the Wormer brothers. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's even more weird, because I would never do that against my brother. <laughs> yeah. So I was just kind of like, oh, okay. I mean, um, but then uh, then when they were horsing around in the water, um, it was just kind of that thing where it's just like, man, you know, hopefully nobody let anything slip during that. Because there were yeah. several times where I was just like, eh, uh, okay. Yeah. At least it was shot from far enough away at times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, any other scenes, like memorable or favorite scenes or even quotes? Um, well, we talked about Brendan Fraser. Um, uh, of course, there was that dinner, too, with the Bud character. Mm-hmm. Uh, not super memorable, but when I saw um, Hank Azari, Azaria, that uh, that kind of cracked me up because I was yeah. He's one of those guys that pops up in a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, he's he's, he's almost one of those. Good. He's almost one of those people where it's like, oh, it's that guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If I didn't know what his name was, it would, he would definitely be a that guy. Mm-hmm. And really, a lot of the reason I know what his name is is because he did voices on The Simpsons. <laughs> Yeah, I was just gonna say I was thinking Simpson, so um I can talked... tell you one thing that I, that's really subtle. Mm-hmm. Um that I didn't notice the first few times I watched this, my wife pointed it out to me. Um so there's a scene in the softball game. Oh, that's kind of a memorable scene too, but Roberta beats up a boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh what Roberta goes up to like bat. And like this nerdy kid walks over fresh off from picking his nose and you see him like push his glasses up and he goes and sits next to Chrissy and he starts like hitting on her and mm-hmm. she's like disgusted by him. Did you notice 
um, her husband. Yeah, it was the same guy. When she was giving birth, it was the same guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I kind of figured as much. I I kind of picked up on because he was the wasn't he was he the kid from Red Rover too? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I usually pick up on quite a quite a bit of those like subtle things that they try to make those connections on. So even yeah. when he did the Red Rover thing, I was just kind of like, eh, I think this kid's connected to one of these girls. my my wife hates it when i do that i'm always i'd be if we were watching it together be like oh i bet she marries one of the or he marries one of the girls (laughs) ruin it yeah he was dead the whole time (laughs) he's been dead for 10 years (laughs) that would have made it a lot more interesting yeah for sure oh i also noticed too like his hair totally looks fake which is giving birth at the end. Oh yeah, some there was something weird about that. Yeah, I just kept looking like does he have hair plugs? Like it does can, not look real. Can we talk about that for a second? I was confused. Was Roberta a doctor? I guess. They don't ever really say anything about it. Maybe she was a midwife or something? I don't know. That was super weird. Like I was just like why if she is like giving birth to the baby the or gosh, birthing the baby? delivering yeah. uh why did they have to go to the hospital yeah i mean i guess I people would prefer that and everything but if your good friend is delivering your baby you could have i feel like that would have been more easily done at home if it was such such a close call but yeah very interesting <laughs> yeah i thought about that this time too um and it's kind of like, why did they all meet up together again? Was it because Chrissy was going to have a baby? And it's that, like, oh, it's going to happen any day, so I need all my friends to come. Yeah, that that's what I took away from it, was because of the birth of the baby. But at the same time, too, it's just kind of like, I mean, if it was a C-sec, a scheduled C-section, that could make sense. But you don't know exactly, when a baby's going to come. Because then you know the exact date. Yeah. And even then, like the baby could come before the C-section. Yeah. Baby can come at any time. Babies are on their own dating schedule. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So I guess we're kind of leading leading into this area, but what is bad? Um, I had the <laughs> the young boy butts didn't age well. <laughs> <laughs> uh another thing that had didn't age well was how many times they um say or suggest that Christy or Chrissy is fat because she's really not even fat. Yeah. She's just kind of like an average build. Mm-hmm. Well, that I, I kind of thought the same thing too. And, but also at the same time, I was thinking, trying to think about it. I have no idea if they took this into consideration or not, but I was kind of thinking about from a kid's perspective because I mean, let's let's face it. Even if you don't have someone who is really quote unquote fat as a friend, there's always the biggest friend. Yeah, and comments and things like that are relatively common to be made with or without them being present. Right. So. Not saying that that makes it okay, but at the same time, it's like when you're a kid, you 
I feel like you don't really know and understand that as well. And so it does come up again. Like I said, I don't know if that was their thought process behind it or if they were kind of more in that negative aspect of kind of a shaming kind of thing. Yeah. And of course, like she has a part where she says that she has to eat every two hours or she's feels like she's going to pass out or something. Yeah, or she's nauseous or something Not like that. Nauseous, there we go. That's what yeah. nauseous. Yeah, that part maybe hasn't aged the best. Um, and I got, you know, another bad thing is casting Rosie O'Donnell as an adult. Roberta was... Yeah. <laughs> was that maybe the best? Mm-hmm. That was... I mean... Again, the personalities work, but yeah, seeing her grow into Rosie O'Donnell didn't really match well. Out of out of all the casting stuff, that was probably the most. Uh, that was that was the bad one. Yeah, and then another thing I had we've already talked about too is it's one of those movies that just kind of meanders from scene to scene and doesn't really have a strong plot tying together. And when done correctly, it works, which I feel like this movie works. Mm-hmm. It's just not a very structured movie. Yeah. And I, and I don't think you have to have a super structured movie. I, I was watching a, a TikTok the other day about somebody talking about, uh, I can't remember, it was a really successful movie. I can't remember which one it was, but it was difficult to get the movie made because it didn't follow the standard structure of movies with, you know, first act, second act, third act, and, you know, climax here. Right. And all that kind of stuff. And this movie kind of doesn't do that either. And while it doesn't make it like super successful, it's, it's still good. And I wouldn't, um, maybe take it away from it, but yeah, it's, uh, we kind of explained that where it's is entertaining and they keep keep you invested in it, but there's not that clear direction and uh, overlying plot over everything. Right. And then the last thing I had, was it even necessary to have their adult versions? Because they're barely even in the movie. And like, there's, we got the loose thing of they get back together because Chrissy's having a baby and they want to be there for her. But like, do we really need that? I I think of it more of like the Sandlot. But this movie reminds me of the Sandlot because it starts off as Small saying, telling a story about when he moved to this town as a kid and how he made his first group of friends and then how got them in the biggest pickle of their lives and then at the end they have like the little scene where he's announcing at a baseball game and Benny steals home where mm-hmm. like I feel like this is a little similar to that where the main story that they have of uh, the adults doesn't really even matter or bring anything to the movie where Samantha kind of like narrates which I felt like the narration was handled well because it wasn't overdone yeah, no, but it, it kind of just disappears throughout the movie. <laughs> honestly, they probably could have handled it um like Stand by Me, where Demi Moore, who is the writer and the narrator, mm-hmm. starts things off and just kind of says some stuff and then dives into the story itself. 
Yeah. And then at the end of it, saying something about like, you know, they're still friends. We kept our promises to each other. Um, and then like some written ending or whatever. And then she could have had a plane ticket to go back home or something, you know, to imply that they're still friends and she was going to go visit them or something, yada, yada, yada. Instead of having all of them present for that. Yeah. And it's funny because I, when I got on Rotten Tomatoes, like sometimes I go through and see what, what critics talked about this movie. And I mentioned it before, Roger Ebert did a, like his quick review of this. It says the adult actresses are completely superfluous to the movie, which is just kind of a contrived stand by me type of story. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, pretty much. He gave it two stars, which I thought was kind of rough, eh, kind of harsh. Yeah, that's that's harsh. Uh, screw you, Roger Ebert. Um. So, anything else you thought was bad? Your face? No. Um. I don't think so. Well, rock. Well, we can get into trivia and facts, which I don't really have a heck of a lot for this. I got a few things, but I already mentioned the first one that Christina Ricci and Gabby Hoffman are best friends in real life. Rock. Uh, So the scene where Chrissy punches Roberta in the face after pretending to drown, uh, Christina Ricci forgot to turn her head and end up getting punched directly in the face full force. Uh, The production had to shut down for a few days due to Christina Ricci being badly bruised from the punch. Dang. Yeah. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell has stated that the character of Roberta was supposed to be a lesbian, but the film was later re-edited when she was made straight. There is a line that Chrissy says, um, Roberta lives in sin with her boyfriend, was Mm -hmm. looped at the last minute, um, seven years later, after the movie is released, Rosie O'Donnell actually came out as a lesbian. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of wondered outside of that line if that was kind of like an undertone. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so this is one of the two movies released in 1995 in which Christina Ricci is the love interest of Devin Sawa. Uh, the other is Casper, which he played Casper in his human form. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, the original name of the movie was going to be the Gaslight Edition. Mm, I did notice that was that the that neighborhood w- they lived in. Yeah, I saw that was the name of the neighborhood, and I was like, oh, Gaslighting. How, pro- how great. <laughs> uh, uh, in the movie, they're singing the tor- Tony Orlando hit song knock three times mm-hmm. while they're on their way to do research at the library. The song was actually not released until November of 1970. Therefore, it would have not been possible to listen to it on the, on the radio in the summer of 1970, when, which is when the story takes place. How dare they? <laughs> they had a time machine radio. <laughs> um. So Sam mentions the Partridge family, but the series didn't air in Till September of 1970. Oh, gosh. Yeah, which, again, this movie takes place in the summer. 
Uh, so Ashley asked some more, and Christina and Ricci actually worked together again on a movie called Gold Diggers, The Secret of Bear Mountain, which happened in the same year. And it also has a girl from um, My Girl in it. Hmm. Which I haven't seen that movie. I know my wife has a few times, but I haven't. Uh, I mentioned earlier, um, Samantha's younger sister is played by Rumor Willis, who's Demi Moore and Bruce Willis's daughter. Hmm. So Ashley Aston Moore, who plays um, Chrissy, actually died in 2007 from a heroin overdose. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did see that she passed away. I didn't know what uh, what happened there. Yeah, she didn't really have like too big of a career. And I kind of wonder why, because I thought she was pretty decent in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every time the girls are playing truth or dare, they always choose truth. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I didn't notice that until this time around. Uh, So the movie has garnered a cult following and has become a staple for girls' sleepovers, which would explain a lot why a lot of women our age have seen this movie and enjoy it. And the last thing I got is this movie had a $12 million budget and it made $37 million in the box office. Rock. And grades. I pulled from IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think they are? Uh, IMDb 6.7. 6.8. Oh, Very close. Uh, Rotten Tomato Critic uh, 63%. 33. Holy smokes. I'm not sure why. Wow, that's kind of weird. Maybe because it's so similar to Stand By Me. I don't know. Yeah. Um audience, let's go with fifty-eight? Eighty-two. Oh dang. Huge job. Yeah. And I'll let you go first since this is the first time watch for you. Okay. Yeah. Uh so good movie. Um I don't Part of me doesn't want to keep comparing it to Stand By Me, but at the same time, I just feel like it's just appropriate for kind of the the age of the kids, uh, the setting, the, you know, adventure, growing together, bond of summer brotherhood, friendship, sisterhood, whatever you want to call it. Um, and Stand By Me is just a classic. And while this one mimics a lot of elements and does a pretty good job with it, as we've said, there are several things that are just not quite firing on all cylinders. Um, plenty of entertaining content and good movement forward from one scene to the next, but not super cohesive. Um, it It really is... Uh, I do think that's super appropriate that we did it during this month, this summer movie theme month, because it is a summer movie. It's about the summer for these girls when they were 12. And that was just it. Like a bunch of kind of random things happened during that summer. And that's what the movie was about. There wasn't really one main storyline. 
Uh, they did a really good job casting for it. I enjoyed it. I think it's good. I am going to land at giving it a four out of five. Rock. Um, it was kind of tough for me to grade this because I do really enjoy this movie, but I realize you know it does have some faults with it. Um, I watched it twice this week to prepare for it. I watched it with my wife once, and then I watched it today actually on <clears throat> sorry, Laserdisc. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's always like an entertaining movie. Um, like I said, the acting's done really well, and really it's just like kind of the plot. There isn't one, and I think they could really cut out just everything, pretty much everything with the adults, the adult versions of themselves, and just have it more focused on the kids, mm-hmm. which I thought was definitely the strong point of this movie. So I ended up giving it a four and a half out of five. Like if it's possible to give it like a. 4.75 that's what i would have went with okay because i, I say a higher 4.5 because <laughs> i was close to giving it a five but couldn't fully give it a five which yeah like you said i would give stand by me a five yeah because i we're gonna have to cover stand by me sometime because wait didn't we i don't think we did did we hold on wait, wait, i don't wait. remember the child acting in that was like another level, especially yeah. from um, River Phoenix, mm-hmm. who died way before his time. Yeah. Crap. Um. No, we didn't. Why was it? Uh... Oh, I know what I'm thinking of. We have it in our uh, movie logo poster. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, oh, we didn't do that. And no, we used it for an artwork piece. That's what we need to do like a Stephen King month. Yeah. I think I might have one planned. That might be a good one for an October, actually. A Stephen King month? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anyways. But yeah. Yeah, I thought it was just kind of like one of those quintessential kind of summer movies, especially for people our age. Mm-hmm. Uh, was definitely better than Weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> yes. <definitely. laughs> Which, again, isn't a horrible movie because it's so stupid that it's funny. But yeah, this one, much better. Um, yeah, we're going to be continuing on with the summer theme for the rest of the month. And we're going to come into another kind of interesting movie. Um, that I don't think you've ever seen before. Nope. And I've only ever seen once, and it also has Demi Moore in it, and that's One Crazy Summer, which anytime there's 1980s John Cusack, I'm I'm for it. <laughs> there's just <laughs> something about the characters that he played the 80s that are just always entertaining and funny to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this this was a one time watch to me, so I'm interested to come back and watch it again rock but if you guys are liking the show please like share and subscribe uh we're on all the major platforms we have a bunch of social media we have facebook we have twitter we have instagram we have tiktok and we have two youtube channel uh check that out we got some side things on there uh, i've got slasher quests which 
I need to come out with another episode. <laughs> it's been in the works. I just been so swamped with work and summer and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's been a crazy month and a half here at my house. But yeah, follow us on um all those. Send us a message. Um, leave a review and we'll mention it on the show. I checked this time and we don't have any new reviews. The latest one was from Jeff Beers. <laughs> hey, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, come by next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about one crazy summer. And until then, as always, be kind and remind. <laughs>